Suguru. Episode 14, The Real Dream The next morning, Jack is awake early discovering the world. Not me. I could sleep for a lifetime. When I do decide to finally get moving, it's only because the hotel checkout time is nearing. Jack inspects around the room for any loose items. Hey, you got the car packed. You ready? <sighs> you got a car already? Jeez. I grab the last few things up and put them in my new purse. Yes? What do you think I was doing while you were asleep? He opens every drawer in the dresser to look. I don't know. What were you doing? He eyeballs me. Are you ready to hit the road yet? I look down at my pajamas. Mm. Mm, I will be. In Jack's roomy new car, we make our way up the East Coast, flirting and giddiness and hope. We're a couple of lost souls in need of safety and comfort, which only a stable home can provide. The thought of building a life with Jack gives me beautiful chills. I devour the notion joyously. We deserve happiness in a bright, beautiful future. We arrive in Natick and pull into the drive of Jack's house, our new home. The modest blue and white house is ideal to gather my wits. Inside, Jack gives me the tour of the house. I bought this little shack from my father's business partner, Old Sam. He and my father opened their first automobile shop in town. While I was overseas, he retired and moved to Connecticut so his daughter could take care of him. He sold me the lot, house and shop by letter, while I was fighting the Germans. <laughs> Took a long time, but it worked. <laughs> my brother Neil maintained it while I was gone. He's half deaf, so the war department labeled him 4F, rejected by the draft. He points to one of the bedrooms and changes the subject. This will be your room. The beautiful decor of the room makes me feel at home. Everything's immaculate, from the large bed to the table holding the vase of fresh flowers. This design was well thought out. This room is huge. Where's your room? My room is down the hall. He leads me to his room. Aside from the twin bed, nightstand, lamp, footlocker, this room's empty, almost like an army barracks. I crinkle my lip. You don't want the bigger, nicer room? <laughs> Jack looks at me as if I've cracked a joke. What the hell would I do with a bigger room? I shrug. Mm, I don't know, pace? Besides... He switches off the light. I had the master bedroom designed specifically for you. Jack, I protest. I don't even have a job yet. I know. And a progressive woman like yourself would not be satisfied playing housewife. So I've already got a plan for that. I know a little shop hiring someone with brains to help organize paperwork. He opens the final bedroom door to reveal a desk stacked full of papers. <laughs> you want me to help you organize this mess? The pay is great, I promise. I mean, working from home is nice. I nod. I mean, I guess I could do that. Congratulations, you're hired. That reminds me, I have to meet with the notary down the street to sign the deeds at 2. In fact, I gotta go. He gathers a few things and opens the front door. Get situated, it won't take long. While Jack's down the street, I familiarize myself with my new locale. In the kitchen is an icebox full of food and a freezer full of meat. Jack had Neil's stock up before we arrived. Since I have the ingredients, I guess I'm going to attempt to make dinner tonight. I have no idea how to use these vintage appliances, but I'll try. I gather the meat and spices. I'm confident somewhere deep in my mind, I know how to cook. After a few hours, I finally complete my experimental creation and set the table for dinner. Jack returns home a lit with all of the excitement of a terrier with a ball. He picks me up and swings me around. 
Whoa! He holds me by the waist. <laughs> Finally! I have my own shop. His grin inflates. Every day overseas, I made a promise to myself. If I made it home, I'd open a garage, fix autos, and settle down with the right woman. <laughs> the real dream that really kept me fighting brought me home. My core melts. I'm overwhelmed with joy. My wall, built on baseless fears, gives way to new optimism. I don't want to lose a good thing, but there's a world of difference between us. No matter how in love we may grow to be, we'll always have a significant barrier. Time. I know. Jack stops the moment. His smile lessens, torn in his thoughts. <sighs> he releases my waist. We've not settled down just yet. He walks somberly to the kitchen and opens the fridge. I'm not sure why he reacted that way. Perhaps I'm wearing my worries on my face. Decades cannot separate my love for him. I'll bring him back. Hey, uh, the roast is done. Assuming we're ready to settle down for that. Oops, why the hell did I say that? Oh my god, I have to clear it up quick. I mean, it, it, it didn't work out as planned. I mean, it tastes good, but crisp. I think I overcooked it, maybe. He closes the fridge with a grin. I'll be the judge of that, madam. He cracks open a beer. We sit at the table and begin the trial of dinner. The meat is leathery and requires extra au to chew it. I don't know if I have the jaw power to finish my rubbery plate. I take a drink to relieve the dryness. <laughs> so, Jack, how long until the garage is up and running? It's dry. After a moment, he finally speaks. Uh, about a month or so. He picks at his burnt piece of roast. I want to get some new equipment in there. Some of it's been there since I was small. Hell, I'm pretty sure my father built most of it. He thinks back to his youth. My father would bring me to the shop to work and learn the trade. I took to it like a duck in water. I was born for it. Eventually, I was able to take on my own customers. I was almost a circus attraction to people. A little kid who can fix autos by himself. I told all my customers about how I was going to be a sergeant in the army. Like the soldiers I read about, you know, the ones that fought during the Great War. Even got a nickname, Little Sarge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Until, uh... Ugh. He picks up a bottle of beer gravely. Uh, about two years after opening the shop, my pops was killed in a drunken driving accident. He swigs the bottle. I'm sorry, Jack. Losing your father. And so young, I rub his burly hand. He smiles. Good old Sam took over the business, and it launched like a rocket. Oh. He slaps his hands together in a skid, <laughs> symbolizing a fast takeoff. I worked with old Sam until uh, I was in my 20s, when I ran off and joined the army. Just before America ended the war, I worked my way up to lieutenant, jumped out of a plane into enemy territory, and, uh, well, <laughs> you'll pretty much know the rest. He chokes down <laughs> a dry piece of roast, swallowed by a gulp of beer. Great dinner, sweetheart. <laughs> I hand him a bowl of adieu. Uh, thanks. He smothers his roast in the juice. My heart pounds. I take a deep breath and calm myself down. It's hard to contain my feelings as we talk about everyday things. I want him. He's so sincere. He makes me feel like I'm the only woman in the world. That evening, and every evening for a week, we eat, converse, and retire to our respective bedrooms. We lie in bed each night alone though we both know we'd rather be together. It sounds silly, thinking about it. The only reason why we're in this ridiculous situation is because I'm too stubborn to go to him, and he's an old-fashioned gentleman. But it won't be this way much longer. I'm ready for a change. I fall asleep and my mind enters darkness. A red dot in the distance comes into view. 
like a train coming down the tracks. The light becomes bigger until the vision is clear. It's a Zuguru tree aflame in red. I'm run down, flattened, on my back, unable to move. Breathlessness takes over. Hey, Abby, are you okay? I open my eyes. Jack and I are seated in an exclusive restaurant. Wait, this is the Cabana Club? Only, it's 1940... What year is this? This is a really nice restaurant. Expensive. How could you afford this? Jack smiles. Oh, don't worry about that, sweetheart. It's on him. He points to another chair at the table, where Max sits, dressed in his Nazi uniform, but no face. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Hey, 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 hey. Jack shakes me awake. Are you okay? What are you doing in my room? I was watching you sleep. <laughs> uh, just kidding. <laughs> you were screaming in your sleep. Woke me up. What time is it? 4.30 in the morning. Oh, what the hell? I'm covered in sweat once again. What the fuck? This reminds me of old times. Jack. Jack doesn't sleep well, and each night his agonizing screams echo the hallway, jolting me away. <sighs> Tonight, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to comfort him. I jog down the hallway to Jack's room and slowly open the door. I sneak to his bedside and watch him a moment. He's not screaming anymore. Should I wake him? No, no. He tosses around. Yes, I'll wake him. Jack. I gently shake him. Jack, hey. Move. He jumps up and grabs my pajama collar. Move. He shouts babble and searches the room for something that isn't gonna there. You're going to get us. Oh, you oh don't understand. Oh, no, no. We're dead. We're dead. I try to release his rock-solid hands, unsuccessfully from my shirt. Fucking asshole. Jack. My heart hammers as I calmly plead with him and hope he awakens. Jack, it's me. You're safe at home, Jack. Ah. Doc. He asks as he opens his eyes, quickly releasing his hands. Oh, Abby. Oh, oh shit. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Abby. <sighs> he hugs me. What are you doing in here? I was watching you sleep. <laughs> I warily joke to ease the tension. Oh, what? He sits up, still confused. Oh. I'm kidding. I, you woke me up screaming in your sleep. Oh, I'm so sorry. I awkwardly oh. sit on the bed, almost uncovering him. He lies down again. I illuminate the lamp on his nightstand. His well-kept body glistens with sweat. He shields his eyes and ensures his blanket is strategically placed. Okay. Oh. Note to self. Jack sleeps naked. Uh, whoa. Embarrassed, I pretend Ooh. not to look. Yo. I stand. Oh. I mean, um, I'm gonna go back to my room now. I walk toward the door in a wash of pitifulness. Abby. No, wait. He jumps out of bed and his sheets fall to the floor, revealing the rest of his invigorating enigma. His tattoos, scars, curves beg to tell the tales of their origin. Stay with me. I pick up my jaw from the floor and admire his sculpted build a moment. He stands poised, continuing his persuasion. You calm my nerves in ways I can't explain. I can't understand. I don't want to keep pretending. Let's, let's take that leap together. Fuck the consequences. I need you. Whoa. Fuck. My heart thumps faster than ever before. I know I shouldn't want this, but I do. If you insist... Also tired of pretending, I raise my seductive eyes to him yes. and jump into his arms, completely crushing the emotional wall I never even needed. The future looks bright, as long as I don't dig too deep into my thoughts. In fact, I sneak by for a year, 
before anything off-putting manages to wriggle its way back into my life. Over the last year, Jack and I have molded a magnificent life together. The distance between us has lessened. One would never guess by looking at us, we were born decades apart. I thought about it a lot since I've been here. In my time, Jack would be over 100 years old. <laughs> I have to remember this as his time. I'm merely a guest in his reality, not meant to see half of what I've seen, let alone live it. I'm not sure how much longer we can keep up this charade, but I pray it's forever. Currently, we're repainting the master bedroom. We decided to jazz it up. I'm sick of white. As we begin painting, Jack plays with the color. Uh, we're gonna have a purple bedroom here, beds. He carefully spreads it on the wall. Not that I care, as long as I have a comfy bed to sleep in, you know. <laughs> Didn't you just call me Babs? Uh, I was hoping you wouldn't notice. <laughs> uh, I tried to say Abby, or Baby, or... I'm not quite sure which, but, uh, came out as Babs. <laughs> He's so delightful. Purple is a calming color, Jack. I'm trying to help you with your nightmares. He grabs my waist. You already do. It's true. Jack's night terrors have faded since we've begun our sleeping together. I can't explain it, because I don't understand it. But we're connected on a paranormal level. Jack goes to answer the door. Hey, who the hell are you? Jack's not happy. Something is amiss. I go to the door and peer around Jack. <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? I thought you were dead. You know this guy? <laughs> You're just gonna have to wait till next season to find out. <laughs>